is everybody doing? Welcome to episode three of the Resurgence of the Throw It Deep podcast. We're sitting here on Monday, March 20th as we record. We've been recording these mostly on Monday nights so far. It's just what's worked out for us schedule-wise. But I think the free agency frenzy has kind of come to a slowdown for the most part. We can at least kind of, at this point, probably make a recapping free agency episode. I admit there might be another big move or two left in the left in uh the chamber it i mean it seems those two guys out there i would there are guys there are guys out there for sure i mean it seems like aaron Rodgers to the jets i obviously he went since the last time we recorded uh you know we speculated that it was oh pretty much a done deal since then Rodgers went on mcafee and said his intention is to play for the jets but the compensation is the holdup uh so we're still waiting on that uh, obviously it feels like rogers to the jets is you know the inevitable thing uh Foregone conclusion yeah i mean i i don't know what the alternative would be at this point i mean rogers has pretty much said his goodbyes to green bay like so I, the I, the idea of him staying in green bay never felt realistic uh to like since the offseason ended it, it seemed like retirement or or moving on to another team and really the jets were the only team that was in on it so again i i you know we're gonna it, it is odd though, like in the past, what, like three or four days, like it's kind of just slowed down to really nothing with the Aaron Rodgers news. Yeah. Um, I mean, clearly the only holdup is the uh, compensation. Um, I think I, this, this, I wonder if you think they're going to get a first round pick for him. Cause it, honestly, it really doesn't look like it at this point. Cause it well, seems what, like the jets have all the leverage. Well, what's interesting is that, I mean, you kind of, you kind of, asked asked me where I saw and I can't remember where I had initially seen the report that it was only going to cost a, a second obviously the Packers want more and should get more I mean Matthew Stafford was was include was a was a package for two first round picks I think Russell Wilson obviously that didn't work out or at least to this point hasn't worked out but I don't think anyone thought at the time of the trade like oh Seattle fleece Denver obviously now we think Seattle fleece Denver but I, I mean that's like what it's gonna t- I and I know Aaron Rodgers is 39 and you don't 39 know, uh, you don't know how much longer he's gonna be around for but again this is like you said I mean this is a guy who's won two of the three last MVP awards I like I, I he's not it's not gonna end up being two first rounders but I I don't think it's the Packers are off base or 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 out of out of their minds for saying like like this, the this needs to start with at least a first round pick. So I'll be curious to see what the final compensation is there. But yeah, I mean, I've kind of accepted that. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers probably going to be a Jet. Yeah, um, and those guys were uh, Russell Wilson and uh, Stafford. Part of that, I think, the extra comp for that was because they were, in fact, a little bit younger. Um, I believe Wilson's thirty was thirty two at the time of the trade. Stafford was thirty three, thirty four. So yeah, I, mean, I mean, there's. Rodgers had this injury thing. Rodgers had to get I mean, a big extension too, whereas Rodgers is not. True, true. Rodgers already he's already on a big extension. But, you have to yeah. rework the current extension, like and probably yeah. pay him less money than what he's currently making. Whereas, so I mean, it's just an interesting situation there. But again, uh, you know, maybe I said this last week, but maybe by the time uh, this episode actually comes out, it is uh, official that Rodgers is a Jet, or maybe it'll fall apart and uh, and I'll laugh and and it'll just be great stuff. But we'll see what happens. It won't fall part it won't uh, you seem confident uh, <laughs> but i i mean i don't like i don't think it will either but it has been a bit odd to hear nothing about it for three or four days i, I assume joe douglas has been working those phone lines but it's been um, quiet it's been quiet 
concerningly quiet if I were a Jets fan, but luckily I'm not. Uh, we'll we'll move on from that for now because, like I said, there's just not really a whole lot to talk about. Uh, you know, everything is uh, secure besides the compensation, so we'll just wait on that. Uh, the big news, I guess, of this week uh, in terms of new, uh, not necessarily free agency stuff, but still, you know, trade news, the Cowboys kind of make two big moves. Uh, yeah they trade for brandon cooks for a fifth and a sixth rounder from the texans and stefan gilmore for a fifth rounder there's a couple of angles here i want to get into the first being uh the wide receiver market in general uh i think jerry judy and the broncos we've been kind of suspect we've been wondering for a couple of weeks now like in the report has kind of been the Broncos don't really want to trade him and like that's why they're commanding a first round pick which Jerry Judy just based off production potential he's not worth a first round pick uh you know I I I know the Patriots have been in on him like I I I don't and I thought for a second like ah just send it like first round pick for Jerry Judy I know he's young and like, I still believe he can be a really good player in this league, but first round pick and then seeing cooks go for a fifth and a six. I know cooks is 29 years old, but I mean, for people who want Deandre Hopkins, for example, it just uh, speaks to the wide receiver market in general. You know, some teams that want these guys are really just waiting it out. It also speaks to uh yeah, you're right. It also speaks to the importance of youth. Um, as you said, Judy going for potentially a first round pick versus cooks, like, essentially fifth and sixth is pennies on the dollar um but that's the thing cooks is i mean i don't i wouldn't even say cooks is like pretty comparable to judy as a player right now i think yeah i mean I, yeah. I cooks and just the fact that being in houston for the last uh couple years how it's been two or three years even uh, so though he's been a productive guy like, that's what i'm saying like i i think he's a really he's a really good football player uh he was i think he missed some games this year so he he didn't have he didn't put up huge numbers but year before he's a thousand yard receiver uh you know he was he was a thousand yard receiver in new england in 2017 before before being moved to la uh, he, this is now the like the fourth time he's been traded so he's been around the block a little bit but has proven you know he can fit kind of anywhere and be a productive player pretty much wherever you stick him I, I'm still a big fan of Brandon Cooks I mean 29 years old is not young obviously but it's certainly not he's no old man uh you know he's under he's under contract for the next two years still for a 12 million dollar and a 13 million dollar cap hit like I, I mean I think for a compliment to CD Lamb I, I think it's a really good move for the Cowboys I think these type of veteran trainings and veteran signings, like we're going to get into the Gilmore thing as well, but I think it's it's similar in both cases on both sides of the ball. I think we kind of tend to overreact to these like veterans going to different teams for like low draft picks. And I just, it, it's a, it's a good move. If it works out great, but like, I don't, I don't know. A lot of the time these don't, but in this case with cooks, I think, I think it could. I, I think what you're saying speaks to a larger point. It's like, Oh, the Cowboys got Brandon cooks. Like, Oh my God. Like you're right. Like it's not like this earth shattering, like league altering move, but I mean, the Cowboys have kind of, I mean, they traded Amari Cooper for a fifth rounder last year, which in hindsight was not a good, well, maybe cap shedding wise. It's but the cap thing. Yeah. Still, I mean, Amari Cooper still ended up being, having a really good he season. Did. Uh, he's, so, he's a very good player. I mean, so it, it's just like for cooks, I, I think he's still a really good player. He's a great number two option to CD lamb. He's, he's not really that number one guy, uh, but you know, when you have CD lamb and, and, and you know, the Cowboys 
kind of hoped Michael Gallup would be that guy. It just and he was not. So I that receiving core, it's a big drop off following Ceedee Lamb. Definitely. Uh, so I I love the addition of, of Cooks. I, I think it could really work out for them. I you know I don't know how much you know. I, I, I he just makes the offense better for not a lot of uh for not a lot of draft capital. They're a fifth and a sixth. Like I would you know from a Patriots perspective, I would have been more than willing to make that move. Uh, so. I, only a twelve, only a twelve million dollar cap hit as well. Exactly. It's not like, like he's pretty big, good value. Yeah, huge money. Uh, and then, uh, then the the second part of that, and we'll get into the Jerry Jones aspect here. But Stephon Gilmore for a fifth rounder. Uh, and I know how you feel about old cornerbacks. Can Stephon Gilmore certainly falls into that category? But he's still a good football player. He had a good year with the Colts this year. Uh, he's like two years removed from a Defensive Player of the Year award uh, for a fifth round pick. That, that that that's another nice move for Dallas. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Jordan Lewin, Jordan Lewis, or uh, Nashawn Wright is starting over him before the end of the year. I will. Well, I mean, we'll uh, bookmark that and get back to it. But again, <laughs> you know, the it's kind not of, a lot to give up. You're right. It's really not. So, yeah. Just like w- the chances that you're going to draft a better player with your fifth rounder than even if one good year of production from Gilmore, I'm, I'm making that move every time. And I think it speaks to Jerry Jones. He knows he's not getting any younger. Uh, He's, he's, it feels like, you know, this is like the 10th time in the last 15 years that the Cowboys are going all in, which like, it's kind of just hilarious, but Jerry Jones, like in a legitimate sense, really wants to win a Super Bowl before he dies. And I'm sorry to be morbid about it, but that's just the reality of the situation. Jerry Jones really wants to win another Super Bowl before he dies. And uh, so, I mean, these are two, it is a move that makes your offense better. It's a move that makes your defense better. And, uh, and not, didn't give up a lot in either of them i don't think uh jerry jones's age has uh anything to do with this unfortunately uh, i think it's just the fact that the uh cowboys have a very talented team and uh they do like as of last year they like, great defense I, i'd say pretty decent talent on the offense even better on defense and this is a move that's going for it because they have a good team you don't Nothing see do you don't it. see jerry saying like ah you know like I'm getting a little older. Like, you know, I don't know how many, how many quality years I have left running this team. Like I got a good roster now. Like, I mean, hypothetically, like it could be in the cards, but when you say it like that, it sounds like it's, it's like a reach. Like it couldn't happen. Like this team is good. I know this team is good, but they're also the Cowboys and they haven't really gotten close anytime. Re- like, yes, they've made the playoffs and had good teams, but like they really- had very good teams last they were very, They were very good this year, but like, yeah, can you say they were close to winning a Super Bowl? Not really. I guess. So I like, I mean, if I, if I'm Jerry Jones, like I, I, I understand it. Like, I mean, I think Dak Prescott is, fine like uh, we disagree on on how good Dak Prescott is I know you think I, mean, I, I don't think he's elite like I didn't say that but I, he's he's good he's he's top 10 quarterback mm. in this league top 10 we're gonna have to we're gonna have to probably push the quarterback rankings to further in the offseason but top, <sighs> top top 10 might be a bit much for me there uh you know top 10 quarterbacks aren't the reason you lose games in the playoffs in general uh I point to the bad game it happens Dak is the reason they lost the 49ers game but again you know I don't want to make this a whole how good is Dak thing but uh you just did but... I, well I do I, point being I, I think Dak is good enough I don't know if he's good enough to win them a Super Bowl we'll see but 
he's good enough to to be the quarterback of of a very good offense at least and i think trading for brandon cooks helps him out and uh and helps the team out and puts them in a position to be even better than they were in an nfc that you know the eagles are looking a lot weaker uh after free agency they lost a lot of their guys and and so dallas uh capitalized a couple nice moves that's true it's very true all right so we'll, we'll move on to a little uh kind of free agency recap here um what was your best move of free agency so my best move i want to point out two moves uh specifically here um jermaine pratt of, of two moves by the Bengals, one team so i guess we call it that um they got jermaine pratt um a linebacker on a uh, three-year 21 million dollar deal and they got a uh, nick scott safety from the rams on a uh, three-year 12 million dollar deal I think these are great value and you really don't see that a lot in a uh, free agency. And uh, especially when you look at uh, Tremaine Edmonds, he got uh he got four years, 64 million. And I, I could argue that Jermaine Pratt is a better player than Tremaine Edmonds. Mm, I, I, I do like the Jermaine Pratt move. I, I I'm with you there. Uh, I did a little bit of Nick Scott research in, in the only because he was a, he was a guy the Patriots brought in for a visit. Uh, sure. you know, I don't claim claim to know the entire Rams secondary uh, front front to back. I think Taylor Rapp, uh, the other Rams free agent safety, who I think is still unsigned, is the better player. Uh, Nick Scott. I mean, that's about what sure. I, I I was out on uh, on I, when when I saw that Nick Scott got three for twelve. I was like, all right, probably good that the Patriots stayed away there. I still hope uh, that they're in on Taylor Rapp. Taylor Rapp's a really good player. Uh, we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll see what happens. I love those like chess piece guys that you can kind of just move all over the secondary. Uh, I think Nick Scott, you know, just intended by, by sure. reading people yeah. who know more than me uh, in terms of the, you know, the intricacies of the game seems like he struggles in coverage a little bit. So we'll see uh, in the Bengals. Remember lost Jesse Bates to the Falcons, which uh, you they know, did. I say lost. Money deal. He got yeah. a massive contract. So like, yeah. A known thing he was gone uh jesse bates really good football player so we'll see uh we'll see how much that secondary takes a dip I, i'm gonna go in a different direction with my best move of free agency and let's hear it, it, it it's definitely more of a big money contract and and, and so um, i think you're gonna you're gonna disagree with me on this one but I, there's a couple of there's at least multiple layers here I really liked the Jason Hargrave to the 49ers move uh, four years for $84 million, which is a big, big contract. But that being said, if you're the 49ers and the Eagles, I I mean, that's for my money going into the off season. Uh, I mean, you were two teams in the NFC championship. So uh, how, how, you know, how can you really disagree with this going into the off season? At least you're the two best teams, in the NFC, you make your biggest NFC rival a lot weaker on the interior defensive line. And you make yourself a lot stronger on, on a defense that was already, uh, you know, the best in the NFL last year. I really liked the Jason Hargrave move. No, I, I, I do too. Honestly, I think it's a little, little much on the money, but as I said before, most, most of these free agent signings are, um, but He's he is signing at a uh, a defensive tackle position that historically has aged well. He is thirty, but a four year. There are guys that have uh, played well, well deep into their thirties at that position. Um, no, I, I I I'm not even going to push back there. I think it's I think it's a solid move. Yeah, well, how about that? You know, I thought yeah. I push back there. You see, did you see today that? Uh... I think actually you sent this in the group chat that that Hargrave was, said uh, it would have been a different game if in in the NFC <laughs> if, if Brock Purdy didn't get hurt. Do you think like when when you when you come to the 49ers they just like uh, 
that's how they initiate you if from 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 the eagle like <laughs> i'm they- sure they i'm sure they asked him that right away and uh honestly though that is if somebody asks you that that's about as a uh pc answers you can have like certainly if the quarterback didn't get injured it'd be a different game like of yeah, course so it would. i guess know? i guess he didn't say oh yeah they would have beaten us <laughs> but, yeah he's definitely not saying that but yeah you know, the political answer would have been yeah would have been a, yes i don't know if the eagles would have beaten the 49ers by 30 points in the nfc championship yeah, he's got to appease both sides you know right, they had a quarterback you know they were they were running the like wildcat with christian mccaffrey uh during that game they literally did not have a quarterback who could throw the ball after josh Johnson. that's right I mean, uh, yeah, I agree. I agree, Jason Hargrave. It would have been a quote-unquote different game. It was just a hilarious headline to read. You know, new Niners from the Eagles defense. Big money. All right, we're not giving you this contract until you publicly say that it would have been a different game. Uh-huh. Anyway, uh, I guess. I mean, and we were talking about this before, but like worst move of free agency. I don't think there's really been a move that's been like a disaster. But I don't know your thoughts on that. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't say that there's any, like, disaster moves. Um, I think giving Tremaine Edmonds, as I mentioned before, four years, 64, I think that's a little much. I wouldn't call it a disaster. But, like, an off-ball linebacker, $16 million a year over four years, that's that's certainly pushing it, Ryan Poles. Yeah, I, I didn't have a, a huge issue with the Edmonds. Again, like, a lot of these contracts are like, all right, like, that's a bit much. Uh, yeah. But that's how this goes. Yeah. yeah, that's especially like as the salary cap goes up, like, you know, uh, 64 million is not today what it was even three years ago. So it, it just that is the reality. Sure. Um, as for I, I, I'll take a little bit of a cop out here and, and say worst move of free agency so far was kind of the Chargers have done nothing uh, in terms of anything that you, they really struggled at wide receiver last year. And and I understand the wide receiver After investing market, a ton of money into it the previous offseason. And and you know, Justin Herbert, like you're about to have to pay him event like eventually here. Uh obviously, you know, yeah, this coming not, year. We won't disagree that that Herbert is phenomenal. And I understand that the wide receiver market was He's not elite. Herbert's elite. I I uh, I know Herbert Herbert's elite. I think you think that Herbert is like better than Joe Burrow, uh, which is not true, but uh, certainly he, is. He has a better arm than Joe Burrow, but yeah. Well, again, you know, when we need topics for the offseason, we'll 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 get into we'll get sounds into. good. <laughs> uh, no, but like in all, I mean, they've really done nothing for him, and I get that. You're right. You're right. It yeah. was pretty thin. I mean, the best available guy was Jacoby Myers probably uh, who we haven't really talked about signs a three year, 33 year, $33 million deal with the Raiders uh, Patriots kind of let him go and then give yeah. Juju uh, the exact same contract for a little bit less guaranteed. It was, it's really three for 25 for Juju worth up to 33. This is a general thing that happens on Twitter, by the way. And this is like direct, like uh, like how the agents like spin their propaganda a little yeah. bit. It, it, it's uh, the it's, the Schefters of the world always report the contract as the what the worth up to value is like I read Juju, guaranteed money yeah. I read Juju three for 33 and I was like and I wasn't even like mad about it because I think Juju has a slightly higher ceiling than Jacoby Myers does I think Myers certainly it's proved it I mean I think Myers is 2018 Juju. Yeah. yeah I mean I think Myers is probably 
reached his peak uh, in New England as as much as I as I like the guy. And you know, he's an undrafted guy. You know, the consummate patriot worked his way up. Like what all all, all that all those cliches and stuff. Uh, you know, I really Bill let him walk though. Bill didn't did, want him back. Uh, and, and to to bring in Juju for what I thought was the same amount of money originally, it's really about three for twenty five. And if he's hits all these incentives, it'll be the exact same amount of money as Myers. Uh, so interesting move from, from the Patriots there, but uh, I, I actually kind of really like it. Uh, I, I, I think it does make the offense a little bit better. I think Juju is, is going to be able to do more than Jacob. Jacob Myers is probably a little bit more prolific at, at getting open. Just in, he's like, like really underrated in that aspect. He's honestly one of the better receivers in the league in terms of short area quickness like that and route running, sure, but sure. he's not a number one guy and neither is Juju, but like, I, I do think the Patriots receiving core is better today than it was a week ago. I, I agree. Um, not not for the same reasons though. I think uh, I think Juju is fine. I, I don't honestly don't think he's the same player as Kobe Myers, but I think it's close. Um, I do really like the uh, Gasecki ad though. I think that's a great ad. I think that fits right into their kind of scheme of adding like jump ball receivers. Um, in addition with uh, Devonte Parker. And uh, Hunter Henry, I feel like Mac Jones throws balls that like he wants the receivers to go up and get it. And Gusecki's uh, one of those guys. He's a he's a tight end, but he's a he's a receiving tight end. He plays yeah. he played out wide a lot in Miami. And, and, and well, it's interesting here. I mean, it's what it's what how we ended up with Nikhil Harry when we could have had uh you know, true. Yeah, but that's that's a that's a player type versus somebody uh, not working out. You know. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's like. Jamar Chase is like Bill's wildest dream of what Nikhil Harry like could have been. <laughs> of course, <laughs> like, of course. Yeah. So I, you know, frust that'll never not frustrate me, but whatever. Uh in terms, yeah, I I really did like the Gasecki move as well. Obviously, we talked uh, last week about how Johnny Smith was traded for, you know, a bag of rocks, but you shed that salary cap. Uh Jack yep. brought in for one year nine million dollars. Uh, the one-year aspect of that deal, and yourself, Hunter Henry, obviously at a, you know, not he's not making a ton of money by any means. He's making a probably like twelve something like that. It's not like a huge contract, and I believe under contract for two more years, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and so this type, like, and and Dalton Schultz going unsigned speaks to this as well. We'll we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, he did sign a one-year, I also think, $9 million deal with the Texans today. Uh, speaks to how awesome this tight end class in the draft is. And we'll we'll get it. I don't you – know, we'll, sure. we'll, we'll whole thing no, about I, it. Yeah, sure, sure. I, I think teams really, really, really like this uh, this tight end class in the draft. I think that's why you see a one-year deal for Gasecki, a one-year deal for Schultz. I, I think tight ends are, are, uh, are coming off the board here in April. Yeah, tight ends are, are really – yeah, they're, they're flying off the boards. Um, I think people like that uh, Dalton Kincaid from uh, Utah. That's uh, I guess you said we'll, we'll get into that later. But um, yeah, Kincaid's yeah. a really good player. Uh, there, there, there's, there's like five of them that if it weren't such a rich tight end class, uh, could be first round picks like in a normal year. Wow. You know, I, I, I really like. Uh, this guy from Iowa for the Pats, Sam Laporta is his name. But yeah, you know, we'll, we like we'll get more into the draft. Iowa. That's t- that's tight end you. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get more into the draft stuff as we, as we move into April here, but big, uh, big, big tight end uh, class, probably, you know, one of the strongest in, in league history, I, I would say very, very strong class. I think that's why uh, you saw that with, with the tight end market, but yeah, getting back to Gasecki, I, I'm a big fan of the move. I, I, I think, 
you're right. And I know you're throwing a little bit of a slight at Mac Jones there without saying it, but like you are, you are right. I mean, he doesn't. Uh, yeah. It's not, even a, it's, a, it's not a slight. It's a, it's a reality. Like, I, he, he, he's not. I, he's not going to be rocking the ball in there. Like not I, everybody I, is. I, I you know? do think he has better arm strength than you give him credit for. Or, and a lot of people give him credit for, but yeah. Okay. Um, that being said, that it, it is a big part of the Patriots' offense. That's why they brought in Devontae Parker last year. That's why. Exactly. It's I mean, the same that, rationale. Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see if the Patriots are are still in on Hopkins because I wouldn't I think they're the. I think they're at least they're betting favorite or top three. Has yeah, been. and I mean they've been betting favorites on guys for ten years that they haven't landed. I'm just yeah. like I, I the betting market is is whatever in in when it comes to Patriots being in on wide receivers. Uh, so like, it'll be interesting to see if they do acquire Hopkins. I, I would look for, uh, Devonte Parker to be a part of that trade. I think Devont, uh, I think Hopkins is a bit underrated as a route runner, but Parker and him would kind of do the same thing in this offense. You don't really need both. Uh, Hopkins, Hopkins is washed. Yeah. Uh, I know. I, I, <laughs> he, cer- he certainly is not washed. Uh, yeah, obviously he missed the obviously, you know, steroid boy. He missed the first six games last season. Steroid boy. Came in and played some really good football last season. He uh, certainly is not washed. I don't think he's going to be great for the next three years, but I think he absolutely still has good football left in the tank. He's not juicing anymore. He's washed. Would I give up a first rounder for him? Hell no. Absolutely not. Like it, but he's not going to require that. I, I would I get I give me a, a third and like Devonte Parker. I would do that. Why not? Like I, 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 he absolutely. It won't be a player for player deal. I really don't think so. I, I think, think it should be a draft pick. I again look look for uh, Parker to be included in that deal if it were to happen. Again, I, it's not going to surprise. Why is that salary cap? Uh, so, like not not so much salary cap, but like I said, like I just think they kind of do the same thing. Uh, I, Hopkins is a. I think Hopkins is a better version of Parker, basically. Right, uh, and right. so, like, may, maybe Parker would get cut at that point, but I wouldn't be surprised to just you know see him thrown into the deal. Parker, like, when healthy, he's a good player still. Uh, he had some good games for New England this year. Uh, he, he certainly did. So, uh, you know, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, I don't know what it's going to look like, but. I, I would not be surprised if Belichick is just content with this receiver core, which is kind of frustrating, but at the same time, I, I do think uh, bringing in Bill O'Brien is going to improve this offense drastically anyway, uh, no matter who is playing receiver. And I do think the receiving core is slightly better. And then bringing in Gasecki as well offers you more in the pass catching area than John U. Smith did. So, you know, it's an improvement on offense. Uh, all right. So moving on from that, like I said, Dalton Schultz signs a $9 million deal today with the Texans. He turned down last year, a three year, $36 million extension with the Cowboys. Cowboys, a rare case of uh, not necessarily rare, but a case of betting on yourself and it not working out for old Dalton. Correct. Yeah. Um, he took a one year, $9 million deal with Texans after a, uh, it was a pretty bad year. Um, as I said before, the Cowboys receiving core outside of CD lamb was uh, pretty non-existent. Um, yeah. I, I guarantee you they draft a tight end early. So, so we'll see what I'm happens. Sure, yeah. What happened uh, unless, unless Jerry wants Bijan Robinson, see how that goes. <laughs> drafting a running back in the first round. Well, they did cut Ezekiel Elliott, something we didn't talk about last week. And uh, wait, was it the regular franchise tag they put on Pollard, or or I can't? I even... believe so. It's it's the ten million. He's he's making like ten point two now. I believe it's like bad Pollard's, move. Pollard's a heck of a player. Uh, you know, and it's not like you're giving him a long term contract by tagging him. We'll see if they do that. 
next year. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So it is, it is only one year, but paying a running back a lot of money. I, I I'm with you. I mean, we're on, we're on, we're on the same page there. All right. The last thing we'll, uh, and also Laramie Tunsil gets, you know, a $25 million a year extension. I think he's now twice become the highest paid offensive tackle in NFL history, which is pretty remarkable given uh, what happened on draft night with him. You know, he's had uh, NFL stories. It's so it seems to be, he's a great player. That seems to be the only thing people remember about him. It's, it's funny. funny. Like, I mean, that's yeah, just yeah. <laughs> offense, like, unless you're like a real like NFL guru, like you're a real big football guy. That's just the nature of, you know, fandom in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, so it, it is a great player gets paid, you know, he is a really good player. So the last thing you know, we're almost running out of time. So the last thing I do want to touch on is, uh, Lamar. I mean, yeah, it's, like, it seems like he's got, no, I did, I, I did see something today. I did yeah. see that he was, uh, was it, that he was linked to the Vikings actually. I, I mean, I saw yesterday he was linked to the Patriots. So, like, I, I mean, just take these Jeremy Fowler reports with a grain of salt, I think. But uh, maybe, like, I don't think any team is offering him anything. Like, I, I think it's just going to – I think it kind of worked out perfectly for the Ravens. Maybe they knew this was coming. Maybe that's why they uh, gave him this uh, transition tag, I believe it's called. Uh, the, I think he got the non-exclusive franchise tag. Oh, Okay. So, like, again, meaning... Is that different from... I don't, I don't, yeah, yeah I, we I... We don't have to get too in, much into that, but... There's, like, 80 different tags, like, but the non... The one... The non-exclusive, meaning a team can offer him Lamar... Uh, the Ravens... It would be two first-round picks, right? And the Ravens have the right to match it, but if they... They can basically say, like, all right, we're not paying it. You owe us first, two first-round picks. Or they That's can just something. Say, or they can just say, we'll match it. Uh, and based on the quarterback market, you could certainly make the argument that Lamar is worth more than two first-round picks. Based on the quarterback. Kind of bizarre. I haven't, I haven't even, like, heard of that tag before this. Right. I mean, that's why I've, I've yeah. been saying it's like, I don't know why that's not a more common thing that you see used. But nonetheless, mm. it does feel like Lamar is bound to uh, sign not, like, this mega deal, but, like, si- bound to sign back with the Ravens. That's That's what this feels like. Yeah, he wants this fully guaranteed deal, and uh, NFL teams just don't want to give it to him. So. I think the Ravens were just like, "Listen, like we're we're done, we're done uh, going back and forth. Like we're putting this tag on you. Like go out, find out what you're worth." And and uh, again, like this is a guy who hasn't finished the last two seasons, so you under you understand why that's the case. But uh, t- tough for tough for Lamar. I mean, there were reports that, you know, he might, I mean, he is, he's incredibly talented player. He's the injury history is there, but I, I, I personally am a little like confused as to why even like you think of like Atlanta who went like all in on Deshaun Watson last year, why there's like crickets out of there. Like, it's not like they saw something in uh, Desmond Ritter, you know? Yeah. I, I, I mean, there's a lot of teams you could make that argument for like, I mean, have you ever seen like, a guy, a big name hits free agency and a list of teams comes out that will not be interested in him. I, I've never yeah, seen Yeah, it was a little bizarre. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I, it, I mean, I hate to use the collusion word, but, like, it does feel like the owners got together and was like, all right, this Deshaun Watson fully guaranteed contract is, like, not happening again. Uh, no, no one, yeah. no one threw the pooch and, uh, and make, and uh, give him a giant contract, which, again, I understand why you wouldn't want to give a fully guaranteed contract to a guy who has struggled to stay on the field. But like you said, when he's on the field, he is pretty phenomenal. Jimmy Haslam knew what he was doing, giving Deshaun Watson a fully guaranteed deal, knowing he'd kind of screw over everybody else, I guess. I, I, I can't say I can't say I really blame him there. He's uh huh. 
he's kind of just screwed over the rest of the owners. You got it. You got it. You got to love that level of pettiness. But anyway, yeah, now uh, he's now he's paying though. Now he's paying a fully guaranteed deal as well. For and I mean, Deshaun Watson does not play in like a fully guaranteed quarterback. That's that what I mean to that year. That was the next point. We'll see. Uh, you know, if Deshaun Watson doesn't make a major leap next year, and I understand he's been not playing for two years and came in more than halfway through this year. So we'll if he doesn't make a big leap, yeah, next we'll, year, we'll see. Yeah. And I think he will. I uh, think he will as well. You know, but if he doesn't, yikes for the Browns. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, we'll uh we'll cut it there. I think uh not not a ton of news this week. We'll we'll see what the deal is next week. But if not, if there's not a lot of news next week, we'll kind of start getting more into draft stuff next week. Appreciate you guys for tuning in, and we'll talk. Thanks next for week. listening, guys.